What's up, everyone? My name is Joe Suro. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. Do me a favor. If you have not yet subscribed to this channel, make sure that you do that. Like it, share it with a friend, family member. And if you are already a subscriber, well, thank you for all your love, support, like this video. And in the comment section below, just let me know you're here as well as uh, put in some future topics that you would like for me to, to talk about in the future. Uh, I do read those and I'm thankful for all of your support and your comments and input. So please make sure you do that ASAP. We're going to dive right into this topic here today on purposeful identity, purposeful identity. Uh, I think that this is an important video, especially in the generation and the culture that we're currently living in, where identity is really ba based on uh, whoever you think you are, right? Uh, the technical term is like relativism, right? And relativism being leaving or living out your own truth, okay? Um I think that's a dangerous thing when you live out your own truth. I know that that may be uh, a peaceful way to live, right? In one's own subjective point of view, like my truth I'm living to make me uh, the happiest or whatever the reasoning may be. But I do think there's absolute truth. I do think that there is a singular truth that if we don't abide by, uh, I think we're setting ourselves up for hardship and failure in the future. And um, I hope that this video is encouraging to people because the, the two things that we're really going to cover is identity and we're going to cover purpose. I think the secondary thing that people really struggle with is purpose in this life, right? I think one of the fundamental questions we have to ask ourselves is why do I matter? What is my purpose, right? So those similar questions that I think we can drill down a little bit in this video that hopefully helps you uh, because whether you are a 20-year-old, 25-year-old just kind of navigating college and your beginning of career or maybe you're, you're in your 30s right now or even in your 40s and you still wrestle with purpose and man, why am I still at the same job and, and still at the same place in my life and I really haven't moved forward? I, I hope that this would encourage you today to, to find some purpose. This is gonna just be the tip of the iceberg, but we've gotta start with identity. Number one, we've gotta start with identity. Our identity uh, should be found in absolute truth. And, and where do we find this absolute truth? Well, it's found in God. And, and I don't just mean like this man upstairs and whoever that would be to you. Again, that's relativism. I think it is the God of the Bible, okay? The Christian God, the, the God that I believe in, whose son Jesus died on the cross. I, I think we find our identity in him and who he says we are. I'm really clear on my identity and 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 it's even based in scripture, right? The foundation of it because in Genesis 1:27 it says so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God he created them both male and female. Okay, so right off the get-go, right, if my truth is found in God, then I have to go to his manual, which is the Bible, to discover my identity and my truth. And really, when, when I discover my identity and my truth in him, it opens me up to uh, to be blessed by him. It opens me up to even understand how I'm wired even more so, right? Uh, because, you know, the old age question of how did we get here to begin with, right? And, and science is still trying to figure out other ways and navigate that with evolution and how we got here. And, and all the while, I, I firmly believe that, that God has created us in his image with his identity and some of those attributes that, that we may have. And, and I want to be really clear, right? The, the truth of his word, truth builds identity. 
It just does. And, and I know that you may be watching this and going, well, my truth builds my identity, right? Like I find my truth in what I feel is relevant to me and that builds my identity. Now I've discovered who I am because I can be truthful with me. Well, I think that we've got to be challenged sometimes in, in our lives. I think if we just go about life and everything is peaceful, right? Everything makes us feel good or everything compliments us. I mean, life is tough. Life has its hills and has its valleys. And and, and I think to find true identity, sometimes, you know, we got to clash against other things to really discover who we are underneath and, and allow that uh, to surface and then deal with some of those things. And sometimes, you know, to in order to build character, in order to really grow strong, we've got to go through hardships. We got to go through things, honestly, that we may even disagree with, but we know that there's truth in what is being said. I, I think the moment that we stop accepting truth and we just, we, we settle with our own truth, I think we stop growing. You may be watching this and going, well, Joe, listen, you're settling with your own truth. Like that's your truth that you believe in the Bible and that God, you know, has created you in his image, but that's not my truth. So you're just saying the same thing. I fully believe there has to be a universal truth. There's got to be an absolute truth. If there's no absolute truth, I don't think the world makes sense. I don't think humanity makes sense. There has to be a principle that we can say this is ultimate truth. And then from there, it's almost like this thing webs out to other things and other truths, right? Just to make us feel good because the core central truth is something that we can't really wrap our heads around and our minds around. I want to read this particular verse to you. It's found in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 and 4, and it says this, for the time is coming when they will no longer listen or respond to the healing words of truth because they will become selfish and proud. They will seek out teachers with soothing words that line up with their own desires, saying just what they want to hear. They will close their ears to the truth and believe nothing but fables and myth. This is Paul that's talking to Timothy right now, a young leader, by the way. Like, if you really want to talk about church leadership and young church leadership, which maybe I'll do a video on later, you really got to read First and Second Timothy because Paul is really trying to encourage Timothy as a young leader that, man, there's people that are going sideways, that, that they're wanting to hear things to fulfill their own desires and their own truths. And they've substituted this from the healing words of truth that have been in existence from the beginning of time things that make them feel good is what they want to receive, what things confirm in me what I am going through, right? Like what can I relate with that then can validate me? And I think we've got to be real careful when we look for things to validate us and we don't challenge ourselves to grow in our character and our thought process, right? Uh, we've seen this throughout all of history, right? Where people have thought that, you know, the earth was the center of the universe. And then we found out that, no, we're not the center of the universe, right? That we revolve around the sun. The sun doesn't revolve around us. And so we have had a form of truth and then we've had to challenge that and then grow. But what a shame it would be if like we came to the decision that's, oh no, well, the sun is what revolves around us. Well, people then would look at you and go, well, that's not true. Clearly that's not true, but it's my truth. Right. Like, so this is a slippery slope sometimes when we start talking about my truth because it becomes heretical. It, it becomes a place where it's dangerous. It's unbelievable. But because it's your truth, uh, just so you can live a peaceful life of your own, I think we've got to be careful with that and challenge ourselves with ultimate truth and surrender what makes us feel comfortable to that which would convict us so that way we can find true healing 
of the words of truth, which is what Timothy writes about here, or Paul writes about in Timothy, okay? I think we have to be careful with the Instagram versus reality scenario. I'm sure that many of you know on Instagram right now, there's people that have posted pictures or videos, uh, and they said this is Instagram versus reality, and, and I think we need to be careful what is real life and what is made up life. Um, we have one life to live, right? We, we've got decisions that may, that impact the rest of our lives, and if we truly want to find our purpose and absolute truth in God, we really have to wrestle with what is reality and what is truth versus what we want to believe and what is Instagram that would highlight some things in our life that really, at the end of the day, we're broken inside, we're hurting inside. And if you're struggling with identity, and I'm not even just talking about like sexual identity or anything like that uh, as of right now, but just identity in terms of like what you believe and who you believe in and and why you matter and all of that, uh, I want to challenge you to even just read the Bible and, and and read it in a way to where you're open to a an element of truth that hopefully challenges you and encourages you to then dive deeper into whose image you are created in, right? Because this whole concept of your truth, as I've said over and over, is absurd. And I think it's not healthy. I think we've got to be careful. I don't think there's anything wrong with like having conversations about different types of uh, topics. And what do you think about that? What's the scenario? But we've got to be rooted in what we believe and why we believe it. And if we don't, it's a slippery slope from there. And I think even furthermore, like there's some things that we can be insecure about in our identity that then allows us to then conform to that insecurity, right? Like I love the Enneagram, uh, but the Enneagram doesn't give us an excuse to be how we are in, in the negative sense, right? Because you've got the positive attributes of Enneagram, you've got the negative attributes. And for you just to say, well, that's how I'm wired. That's who I am. That's how I'm going to be, I think is irresponsible. I think that we've got to grow in our character and challenge ourselves and push ourselves to to really not conform or adapt, but to, uh, you know, the Bible says in Romans 12, not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so I want to be transformed in my insecurity. I want you to get this. Don't identify with your insecurity. Don't identify with that. It's the worst thing that you could do is say, because I'm insecure, this is who I am. Or if you deal with uh, anxiety or depression, right? You may struggle with it, but that is not who you are, right? I am not anxiety. I'm not depression. Uh, we just finished a conference over the last weekend where Pastor Christina Gard uh, from Grace City in Lakeland made that comment. And I've heard that comment uh, before, but it just it resonated in my ears again that you know we may struggle with certain things. Things, and it's okay to struggle with certain things, right? Like we're going to be stressed. We're going to have anxiety at times. We're going to be depressed at times, but we don't conform to those identities. That is not me. That is not who I will conform into being, right? My identity is found in God. I'm a human. I may struggle with these things. I, I don't find my identity in those things, right? So don't identify with your insecurity. Don't identify with your pain. Don't identify with that thing that you're struggling with. Don't identify with it. I would encourage you if, if reading the word doesn't help and praying doesn't help, get in community with people that you trust and love that can help you and support you of, of the absolute 
absolute truth uh, populace, right? Of 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 the uh, of a church community uh, that would love you and support you and to help you navigate some of those tough questions uh, that you may be struggling with as you try to discover your identity. The second thing is building your purpose. How do we build our purpose? Then, once we've established identity, we understand that uh, we are made in God's image, which I think is so freeing. By the way, um, that we're not trying to find our own image and discover who we are, but we can understand that we're made in the image of God. And with that, we are purposeful. So how do we build purpose? How do we discover purpose? I think first you must know that you are purposeful. You matter. You absolutely matter. Uh, and I think I've said it before. We, we need to ask ourselves the question, why do I matter? Right? If you say, Joe, I'm purposeful. Okay, cool. Why am I purposeful? How am I purpose purposeful? Why do I matter in this universe? I want to just let you know this. You have destiny in your life. You for sure are made to do great things. And some people are meant to be on stages. Others are meant to be in stables. And it doesn't mean that the degree of impact is any different, right? Some people are called to be in front of thousands of people and others are called to be just in their local church or community and make a difference and impact there. Honestly, if we can leave this life impacting, you know, at least a handful of people, right? And really making a difference and impacting them. I mean, I think that's a win. Let our life lead in such a way and our character shine. I've got a video on that too, on how to develop that character and helping people grow as well on the time that we are on this planet. So where do I get this sense of your purposeful? Where do I get that? Well, in really in Jeremiah, in the book of the Bible, chapter one, verse five, it says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Now, this is Jeremiah who is hearing this from the Lord that he has set him apart. And so uh, I don't want to take it too much out of context, but I, I do want to just say this. I do agree that God has formed you and set you apart, right? Like he knew you before you were born in your mother's womb. Now, whether or not you're set apart to be a prophet, that's Jeremiah's calling. Yours may be completely different. But the first half of that verse where he knew you before you were born, I think it's contextualizing it even for today, right? That he does know us. He is all-knowing. He is God. He is all powerful. And so you have purpose today because he knew you before you were born. So if you were created in his image, your identity is found in him. You must be purposeful in him also. You have that purpose. But if you don't have your identity squared away on who you are, you're not going to understand your purpose of why you're here on this planet. True purpose of why you're here on this planet. Like we can do things that are meaningful, right? But to fulfill a purpose, I think you have to know your identity. Okay. And then furthermore, uh, I've grown to dislike the word potential potential because I feel that that word gets thrown around a lot. And to me, uh, potential is really like hoping that somebody does something amazing one day, right? Or that you feel like they are going to do something amazing, but they don't do it now. Like they don't have the ability to do that right now. It's potential, right? It's a possibility that you will be great, right? I see potential in you, but it's not now. And so I, I don't think the word is wrong. I've just, I've learned to use this phrase a little differently. And it goes like this. You don't have potential. You have purpose. You don't have potential. You have purpose. Why do I say that? Because potential is something that you have to work towards and gain purpose. You have right now purpose. You can execute 
right now because you already possess that. Now, with knowing that you have purpose, you can make a difference. I know that we on this planet are supposed to make an impact on people. And primarily, if you are a Christ follower today to lead people to Jesus, that is our purpose, right? And to worship God. However, if you're watching this, you haven't made the decision to follow Christ. Uh, I would say today you're lacking the real purpose of your life, which is to glorify him and enjoy God for the rest of your days. That is such an amazing place to be in your life, but you can only get there if you know your identity, to know that you're purposeful, to know that you're set apart for great things. And don't compare yourself, your purpose to another person's purpose. Some are, like I said before, called to be on greater stages. Others are not, right? And and some people are going to have great YouTube channels and some are not. But guess what? Um, we are to just make sure that we're following in suit with our purpose and not decline into just potential. Like, I, I don't want to live in the state of potential. Like, man, I have, I have a great potential to go to the gym or I have potential to start a YouTube channel. I have potential to do this. Man, I want to live in purpose and start doing things. And, and listen, when you start walking in purpose because you possess it, you're going to fail. You're going to make mistakes. It's going to be bumpy, but you know, failure is not final. When you truly fail is when you quit and you give up. But I don't think that's anybody watching this today. And I want to, I want to encourage you building your identity on the word of God is the most important thing you can do in your life. Once you have built that identity and knowing who you are, truly who you are, it'll set you free to discover your purpose and then to make a difference. That's really the order, right? There's this four groupings here of know God, finding freedom, discover purpose and making a difference, right? And so, um, but I really am just focusing on identity here, which is as you know, God, you know yourself. That's really crucial. Uh, And then as we know God, we're able to love ourselves to then love other people. Uh, I think we've got it mixed up sometimes when we feel like we can love people when the Bible clearly says like, hey, you can't love people unless you, you love me. And we love because he first loved us. Guys, understanding that, understanding that when our relationship with God is great this way, uh, our horizontal relationships are going to be amazing. But as we do that and discovering identity and discovering purpose, we can make a difference in the world that we live in and the people that are around us. So I hope that this is encouraging for you. I hope you take this and uh, really apply it to your life and and understanding. I mean, where, where do I begin when reading the Bible? Start with the, the book of John, honestly. Start with the book of John and understanding that um, and, and understanding who Jesus is. And when you discover his love uh, and what he's done for you, you can understand how broken you are and how much you need a savior. And then you can start walking in purpose as you continue to read and know what you need to fulfill and enjoying God forever in this journey. Listen, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Again, do me a favor, like, subscribe, share this content with family and friends, and uh, I'll see you on the next one.